Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to the Beer Ladies podcast. I am your host today. I am Hillary and with me today I have Tandy and Carolyn and Joanne. Say hello ladies. Hello. Hello. Hi. So first of all, let's start off. What are we drinking? Tandy, I'll go to you first. What are you drinking? Cool. So today I am I'm trying a new beer. Um, it is from Left Hand Brewing Company. It's called Getting Tiki With It. Ooh. I think somebody in our group was was drinking it a while back. It's a, I had that a while back, yeah. It's very nice. Aha. Uh-huh. So it's a nitro pina colada wheat wheat beer. And I haven't even had Ooh. my first sip yet, so I'm going have to have your my first, first sip. But um, I'm going to. But I love the way that it poured because I, <laughs> I love the way that nitro pours. And it was just like amazing to watch and I should have videoed it. Okay. Tell us what you think. Ooh. It, it's creamier than I mm. thought. That's interesting. Okay, awesome. Carolyn, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Ballyco Cabin Brewery, their raspberry wheat beer. Wonderful. That sounds lovely. Raspberry so, wheat is always a favorite of mine. Like any kind of a flavored yeah. wheat beer, raspberry is like, is the dopest. I like the yeah. tartness that it brings. It's good. Yeah. Mm. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. Not too sweet. I haven't had that one yet, actually. Yeah, I yeah. I bought this one, and I forget what other one from them. So I drank that one yesterday mm. and this one today. <laughs> I haven't tried that many of theirs yet, actually. I must Joanne, say. my darling, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I am drinking. This was a birthday present from some people who know me very well. Um, it's White Gypsy 2016 reserve and it's a it's a soured oh, irish stout that sounds good so that sounds interesting Lovely. yeah that sounds yeah. amazing so i haven't tasted it it's really dark mm. I, d- I don't know if i like the idea of a soft mm. stout though guys it's really? it's good actually but it's not, it's not okay. too sour yeah yeah mm. so I, ha- I have had a sour stout before and i wasn't that keen on it but this is it's not as sour it's a bit um, it's a bit more balanced than the than Stouts, the last one I have. I have to say, is not my uh, stout is not my favorite beer style. Um, I do prefer, uh, but I have had stouts that I really liked before. Like a uh, there was like a pecan stout that I had that was wonderful. Um, 
but it, I I generally tend toward the um, the light not I guess not lighter beers, but a wheat beer or um, IPAs are all right. I'm just kind of over them <laughs> mm. a little bit. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I feel like a lot of people have taken it so far that actually actually I'm almost not into the double IPAs. The market is flooded. Like, it's like mm. it's to the point where everyone's in a competition to see how happy they can make their beers. Like, oh, let's see how gross and bitter we can make it. And it's just it's just not my bag, baby. Yeah. And yeah. I, I have found that like I like the hazy IPAs, the the really fruity hazy IPAs. There's a lot of really good ones of those about um Dot Brew. I've had a good a few good ones of those recently. Um, I, I love Joanne, you've got an, an impressive wall of beer behind All day. you. And I just want to direct everyone's attention toward that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what I'm seeing right now, everybody, is Joanne is sitting in front of a shelf. And it the top shelf has all mm. cans and a couple of bottles. I see some O'Hara's. I see uh, trying to look at the labels there. There's trouble. Trouble. There's Trouble. There's Trouble. There's Trouble. Wicklow. Well, and the second shelf, it looks like, is liquor shelf, and then some Irish. Uh, little babies, yeah. a little baby doll thing. Some books yeah, there, yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, well, that, that's Susan. That's Susan. <laughs> Who is Susan Joanne? <laughs> <laughs> she, I got her when I was about two okay. from my two older wow. sisters, and I called her Susan after my elder sister's schoolmate. So. We we kind of hide her places around the apartment to to freak people out. So we thought that when we when we put her there earlier, the lighting was we were testing out the video on the phone rather than the Zoom video. So you she was kind of more hidden, where she's That's a lot more amazing. obvious there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I like um, because obviously not everybody listening can see this, but it looks like a creepy haunted doll. Yes, and it looks really mm. cool on the on the bed. Oh, yeah, 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 incredibly. Um, Ooh, what's the word? Uh, I don't know. Coincidental, maybe, because I was just watching um, a, a horror movie on creepy dolls. Annabelle. Oh, oh creepy Annabelle. dolls. Oh, yeah. Oh, word. She's not that. No, she's, she's not Annabelle she's not, creepy. She's not Annabelle <laughs> creepy. That's that's for uh, sure. No. No. What, what is Annabelle about? It is about. Um, it takes place, I believe, in the. I want to say the sixties. They're very cute outfits. It's a real doll. It's a real doll. Like you can go visit Yes, that's it. right. It's it must be based on a true story. So essentially, um there was you know, like the the Charlie Manson cult. There were similar spin-off cults, let's say. Hmm. And there was the story centers around a couple and their neighbors get murdered by their daughter and her boyfriend who had joined a cult and then they go and attack the attack the young couple but the police intervene in time but part of it was that the this doll this woman the young couple the woman of the young couple collects dolls and her husband had bought her this one to complete a set like a collectible to complete a set and then the the uh, young girl that had killed her parents that was part of the cult was holding on to the doll when she died and some of the blood like drips into the doll. So the doll's like demon possessed. Uh, yeah. And I did see, Sounds yeah, delightful. I did see at the end of the movie Maybe. that it yeah. is in a glass case <laughs> and a police, uh, priest comes to bless it twice a day. Yeah. Still to this day. Yes. 
There is another one called, so there is another uh, haunted doll um, legend or real story of Robert the doll. I don't know if you've heard of Robert the doll, but look it up. It is extraordinarily creepy. Uh, okay. But yeah, give us give uh, us the uh, give us the TLDR version. TLDR of this, of this is that it is a super creepy doll that like moved around on its own in the attic, and like they tried to shove it under boxes in an attic, and it would like reappear on a chair in the house. It's just super creepy. Um, there is a podcast that I listen to that does cover it. So uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. If anyone is interested in that kind of stuff, the Astonishing Legends podcast. Given given those oh, yes, given those boys a shout well. out, mm. it's a cool yeah. podcast. You've got you, you've got to like the format though because it is quite it's quite long, um, but their storytelling yes. is great. Yes, I do. I I like the format because they kind of sometimes I prefer stories, but then I listen to lore. Um, mm. yeah, lore is also awesome. very good. So, ladies. Uh, one question that I will direct to you, Joanne, um, in mm-hmm. the before times, the before times, the <laughs> before, <laughs> the the before times, times um, <laughs> you know, we used to get together yeah. once a month, the uh, beer ladies. And of course mm-hmm. you weren't always able to make it because of your location. Um, how do you think that the coronavirus situation has changed your drinking habits? Um, I'm drinking more varied stuff, actually, I think a lot more because I'm because I'm ordering a lot of stuff online from breweries and stuff. So I'm trying a lot, a lot more, a lot more variety of things, kind of, you know, so whereas if you're just going to the same, even though when, when we meet up, we tend to go somewhere that has a good selection. But now I'm just I'm going through the list on the websites and just, you know, everything I haven't tried, whatever I can fit in the box, you know. <laughs> I'm probably drinking. I'm okay. drinking less, I think, but um, more variety. Of things, mm, same I question to you, Tandy. Yeah, I. I mean, I think I'm probably drinking the same or more. I think in the beginning of lockdown, I was definitely drinking more. Um, I think. I think we kind of all drinking all the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, don't, I don't even know why yeah. that was our reaction to this, but it was just one of those things. And you know friends from all over have said the same thing they just like started the first two months being like absolute um you know drinking absolutely everything but i also think i'm trying more things because i'm ordering online and i wasn't always doing that before i'd kind of rely on whatever was around me or um whichever shops i, I used to go to and they were kind of always the same one so i was just getting through that first but now i think i've tried so many new beers it's it's been astounding and Carolyn, same same question. Yeah, uh, same what Joanne and Tandy are saying. Like, yeah, I but I drink. I feel like I drink less, but I drink more variety because when we go into pubs, there's not a lot of craft beers, or they mm-hmm. have certain craft beers all around Ireland, and that's the ones that are in the kegs. Versus like when you order online, you can pretty much get whatever you want. Yeah, you're right about so. that. Because I, I suppose, yeah, I suppose what's on tap is such a limited variety compared to what's available in can yeah. or bottle. Yeah. They don't always have cans or bottles mm. of stuff. Mm. Yeah. So, Hillary, how did it change your drinking habit? Uh, I will. S- yeah, at, at, at first, I was probably drinking more. Um, 
you know, I, it was, it was difficult because, um, I, I genuinely don't mind working from home and I am, I know that I'm extraordinarily lucky to have a job that allows me to do that. Um, what I did miss was getting my exercise, going to the gym and stuff. So I have an exercise bike, but, um, I wasn't always using it and I was probably, um, yeah, I was, I think at first I was drinking a little more. So you'll notice today I'm, I'm I don't have a beer in front of me cause I'm just doing, yes. uh, I'm just drying out <laughs> for a little while here. So yeah, you're doing sober October. Bit, yeah. You? I'm going to try. We'll see how far into mm-hmm. October we mm-hmm. get. <laughs> Truthfully, Tandy. What, what do you guys? But but what do you guys think of these these concepts? Because you know how people do dry, dry January or sober October. Like, do you think do you think it's sort of a good thing to just take off for a month, or do you think it's something that you should address kind of more frequently than that? Yeah, you, you know? know, I think personally, I know different people do it for different reasons. Um. Mm. And I guess that it, it, I get it, I suppose it depends on why you're doing it. So personally, why I'm doing it is just that we're doing a part of um, a cleanse or doing a digestive cleanse. It sounds like super poncy, but um, it's just, it's just basically you don't eat things that are difficult to digest. And part of that is gluten. Um and, mm. uh, so, you know, beer, most beers chock full of gluten. I know you can get gluten free, but you can't have alcohol on this, mm. this mm. cleanse either. So really it's no red meat, no alcohol, um, no, no sugar, no, like no refined sugars, no processed foods, um, no gluten, no dairy, all the good stuff. Mm. All the good stuff. <laughs> That's exactly it, Joanne. Like, <laughs> Sounds I like torture. I can handle most of it, but take my cheese away, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> cheese is a, a tough cheese. one. So it's an interesting question that you pose, Sandy. Um, I but and I guess the short answer from me is it really depends on why you're doing it and what you what yeah, you expect yeah. to get from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I, you know, I always, I always worry because I think that if people do dr- dry January, it's like, um, it it reminds me of people who actually have a drinking problem and they've got to challenge themselves to not drink. Whereas I think in in a healthy relationship with alcohol, it doesn't need to be a challenge. It can just be a thing that you just don't drink sometimes, yeah. and that's okay too. Mm. Um, so so I don't I don't yeah. always love the I don't love the challenges, but I do. I respect people who do them, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, my husband hasn't been drinking since this all started. And that was for personal reasons and just, you know, been in the house all the time. But that's influenced what what I'm drinking as well, because I think if he was drinking, right. we would both be drinking a lot. Whereas because he's not, I'm kind of just, I'm not drinking it like I'll have the odd one when I come home from work mm. or when I'm chatting to you guys or, or whatever. But it, it, it does influence it a lot, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some people for like for mental health reasons kind of ease off as well with everything that's going on, because it does have a, have an effect like the next, you know, especially I've noticed the next day. Sometimes I'll feel quite low if I've had too many the day before, which in the current kind of climate. Yeah, is you kind of want to not necessarily yeah, that helpful. Take care of yourself actually as much as possible. Yeah. Although yeah. Don't, yeah. It, it feels yeah. like we were getting back to normal 
and now we're not back to normal exactly mm. again. So I think we're also, it's also yeah. probably not a bad thing to ease off anyway sometimes just because, yeah. I don't know, man, the world is, the world is upside down and, and maybe that's just a way of, yeah. of keeping, keeping clear headed or something. I think that every people, like a lot of people drink, I do personally, just sometimes just to mm. blow off some steam, you know. Like we, I had, we were away last weekend. It was a socially distanced thing with our friends, but I hadn't actually had a drink with other people for, so like not yes, physically, right. like with you guys on Zoom and all that, but with another yeah. person. And it was just so nice and so relaxing to just sit down, chill out, have a few drinks. Yeah, with, definitely. With some other people, you know, just kind of blow off a bit of steam, really. Totally. I, 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 I think I definitely drink because I, I want to blow off steam. It's a way for me to relax, but I'm, mm. but I'm equally that person that can have one beer and it's absolutely enough and I don't need another one. Or I could, you know, go on a complete bender <laughs> on a random Tuesday. So I like to keep the party going. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's half my problem is that I've got FOMO and it just, uh, I yeah. don't ever want things to stop, Definitely. <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's not all the yeah. time. You know, some, it's just nice to have a beer while you're cooking dinner, you know, and it's just a, it's just a wind down from the day, especially now, you know, because also lucky enough to have a job where I can work from home. Um, but I have to somehow separate my work day from my home day, you know, in a way, like it's not like there's a commute anymore mm. or, and maybe what I should actually do is go for like a walk, but <laughs> it's getting cold <laughs> and rainy. So yeah, it it's is. not ideal. Beer's more fun, really. Isn't <laughs> so it? exactly. So that for me is kind of the transition sometimes between, you know, between workday and home life, and even though it's in the same house, I don't know. If it works. Uh, I was actually thinking. I'm I'm going to steer the conversation in a different direction, if you'll allow it, ladies. I was actually just thinking early. So first of all, for our listeners, you may hear. Uh, a variety of accents here. So our Tandy is from <laughs> South Africa and our Joanne is from Ireland mm-hmm. and Carolyn and I are both from the US. And I was ha- thinking earlier about the notion of craft beer. And I just remember, and I know Carolyn, you're quite a bit younger than I am. So the, it mightn't be the same for you. <laughs> uh, but I remember when I was growing up and coming of drinking age in the mid to late 90s, um, it was just it was just designated as local beer. It was just your local beers, you know, cause you had in, you know, you had your Budweiser, your Miller light, your, Oh, uh, any Americans listening, your Milwaukee's best, the beast, um, which are the big macros. Right. And then the smaller ones, which, you know, I guess eventually it's were turned into microbreweries, but other than that, like we just had our local beers and it wasn't ever anything that we thought were I, I don't want to say that they didn't stand out because they did they're very well made beers the breweries had been up for a while mm. but I guess it just was it was just always there it was like a fact of life um so Tandy can you tell us a little bit about your experience in South Africa like with uh yeah like craft beer uh, yeah absolutely so so I mean you know, it was kind of a similar thing that for a long time, it was just kind of the macro lagers that were available. And South Africa is very much lager country because it's hot and lagers are, are second to none for a, for a hot day. And um, SAB 
um, was, you know, I mean, SAB before it was bought out was the biggest brewery in the world, mm. I think. So, um, um, and that's South African breweries. And our, our flagship uh, beers were Castle and Castle Light and then Black Label, which is a Carling, a Carling brand. And um, they were very different beers from each other, but all three are lagers. Then there was one milk stout on the market from Castle. So I'd, I'd sort of grown up knowing lager, as in clear yellow lager, and the random milk stout. And when I, when I was kind of um, – when I was coming of age and, and, and drinking a bit more, I mean, I liked the lagers anyway, and I still like lagers. Like, I'm a big lager fan. But um, every time I'd see a new beer, I used to go to, I used to, go to this pub called the Jolly Roger um, in, in Johannesburg, and it's, it's a great pub. It's absolutely legendary. Um, but they were one of the first places that stocked things like Pilsner or Quell or mm. – um, uh, I mean, I, they, they stocked a couple of – almost the European – um, lagers or a couple of vice beers every now and then. So every time I'd see a new beer, either on tap or um, in the fridges, I just I was just interested in it. And I just wanted to taste it, and I, and I guess it was a curiosity thing for me. Um, and and I guess it just continued because there were just more and more beers starting to be available. Um, and it was kind of around around the time that I was really getting into it that I started brewing as well. So then then I was obsessed, and I've been obsessed with beer ever since. I mean, that was know, probably 10 years ago. Carolyn, uh, talk about your uh, experience in Texas, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really get started beer until my coworkers and I started going to this place called Brass Tap in Round Rock because it was where we worked, near where we worked. So we went there all the time. They always have rotating beer. So I would literally drink whatever they handed me they're like here you'll like this like we went so often that they knew what I liked and I'd walk in the door and they're like you'll like this today and we'd sit there and chat for hours and have so and then Austin has a bunch of breweries so just started going out I mean there's you could throw a rock and hit a brewery in Austin at this point which is not a bad thing because there's a brewery for everyone like there's some breweries that do really good IPAs. There's some breweries that do really good sours and they just do sours. Like, yeah. so it, it was kind of nice living in Austin and having all these breweries at my doorstep and you could go try out whatever you wanted or go to craft beer bars and get, try beer from all over the world or the United States. Yeah. So yeah. And would you I mean, have my experience? And would you have known them as craft or was it kind of like local? Um, I mean, I guess a little bit of both. Cause like, it depends on like, cause some of them are just local. They're not shipping out right, like, Texas right. yet. So, cause there's new ones popping up all the time. So yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Some of them, you can find their beer across the U S some of them. It's just actually, that's a local to Texas. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Like, um, founders, which you guys may be familiar with is very near my hometown. And while we would have said it was our, you know, local beer, I guess, you know, it's, you can find it anywhere now. So yeah. I, it doesn't really make yeah. it local anymore. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I guess it just depends on what stage the breweries are at. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, definitely for, I mean, Joanne will probably agree with us, but the U.S. was way ahead of, of other countries. And I think South Africa was many, many years behind mm. Um you, you know, I remember when, when, when I first tasted things like a pale ale or an IPA, I actually didn't like them. And it wasn't because of the bitterness. I didn't like the fruitiness. 
um, of these beers. And I think that's something that I was almost, I almost grew to like. Funny enough, I started liking gin at the same time. So it actually must have been a bitterness thing. <laughs> Whereas I always thought it was too bitter before. But um, the US was way, way, way ahead of probably the rest of the world. And, and it remains, and it remains that way. And I think that the rest of the world's breweries are very influenced by what's happening in the US, whether it's the New England IPA craze or the sour craze or, you know, chocolate peanut butter pastry stouts, you know, whatever the US is doing, yeah. the world probably copies. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm drinking an Ameri- American wheat here. beer right now in Ireland. <laughs> so yeah. well, there you go. Yes. Same here. Mm-hmm. Joanna, tell here. us about uh, how you got started with your love affair with beer and the craft in particular. Well, we probably, uh, I until I'd say my late 20s, beginning of my 30s, I drank I started out Bulmers, then then onto Lagers, and then onto Guinness. I had my first pint of Guinness when I was about thirty. Really? Um, and um, Joanne, you're yeah. Irish. That's embarrassing. It, <laughs> I know, no, and I, I had tasted I had tasted it growing up, but I never liked it. Mm. And I live I lived in England for a while, and people are always like, "Oh, you like Guinness, though, if you're Irish," and I, I'd never had it. So the first pint I had was actually in the storehouse, and it it was at the time like, that was when Guinness was, you know better but it was it it was really it was it it tastes to me this sounds weird but it tasted like Dublin like you know the smell that you get going through Dublin and from the from James's I I actually live very close to St. James's Gate so I smell it every day yeah yeah that's that's what Guinness used to taste like but um and then I I think it was probably my sister was a barmaid and my husband was into home brewing, so they kind of both got me into when I was around thirty. Got me into kind of IPAs and and all that kind of thing, and then we started going to craft beer festivals, and it's kind of moved on from there, you know, progression from that. But yeah, sorry, it was very like here when it, growing up, there was very little in the way of craft beer. It was all like Guinness, Bulmers, Dutch Gold, whatever yeah. kind of, you know. It's amazing. Yeah, sorry. And go on. um, like I. There weren't that in the um in the, sorry, there there wasn't that much in the way of like local breweries at the time. It was kind of you know it was all very much mass produced kind of stuff. So I always thought that Ireland would be some more similar to England in that way, where like pubs produce almost their own ales, and, and then mm. it sounds like it wasn't the case then. No, it wasn't. Like all the the bigger breweries had it had quite a monopoly on it. And I think some of them mm. still do to, in some bars, definitely mm. to some extent. Like it's taken a lot for the smaller craft and um, breweries to kind of break in. Yeah. I think, Which is, and it's it's a good thing that it's happening now. I think there's so much more variety and um, people are still kind of wary. Not not wary, but people are kind of set in their ways and used to what they're used to. You know, very brand loyal. It can take I a little while to, in Ireland. Mm. Very brand loyal. Mm. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, that does seem to be. Fun. But what I like about the, the craft bar, bar is they're very good at kind of asking people what they like and giving them something that matches that. You know, they, they try, I think, a lot of them. I fully that. believe that there is a beer out there for everybody. Like, Absolutely, if, yeah. If, if you can tell me what things you sort of, what flavors you like, I bet you I can find a beer for you. Um, and maybe it'll take a bit of trial and error, but I think that a lot of people are scared of putting down a bit of cash and not liking it. Um, and all people have had one bad beer, one beer that they didn't like, actually. And then they say, ah, oh, that's it. 
craft beer is rubbish, you know, back to the, you know, back to the lagers or back to the Guinness or back to, you know, whatever's going. And I think people, it, it, it certainly happened in South Africa and I've seen it here as well where people um, paint, mm. paint craft beer. Um, and I'll say that with inverted commas because honestly, for me, beer is beer regardless of the size. But people paint craft beer with such a, a, a single brush. Like if you've tasted one wheat beer that was a bit too sour for you, um, then you don't like a, a, an imperial stout. And that's weird to me. It's yeah, weird. and I but also that's what happens. think that like everybody pushes IPA so much, and sometimes that's not the right thing for somebody who's never drank. No, because they're quite strong. Like, like, yeah, definitely. That's great. I'm not an IPA person. Mm. I don't like them. I'm one of the few. But like, I just started with mm-hmm. wit beers, and then I went to sours, and I was like, oh, these are great. Like, this is what I like. Mm. I don't like the very hoppy bitter yeah. taste, but I feel like. It, there's so much IPAs we were saying earlier that that's what people first pick and yeah. they might not like it and then that turns mm. them off. Yeah. 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 We need more ambers. Bring bring me an amber. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. Like ambers. Like if there are any brewers listening to this, brew some more amber <laughs> beers. This is what we want. <laughs> you, don't, you don't see them. You don't see no. them that often. It's actually it's actually it's really difficult to find. I think a good Wiggle amber Wolf ale, does so. one. It's not an amber ale though. It's mm. a red ale, definitely. The four four provinces okay. have a nice four amber ale. That that's I have, right. I think you were mentioning a couple of days that, ago. Yeah. yeah. I got yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll have to go. I'll have to go yeah. look at that one because I haven't seen. It. And I got that in that was in Lidl as well. Hmm. Hmm. But nice. but then that's yeah. all. That's one out of how yeah, many breweries there are. At the you know, moment. and the the. Um, I know the Ladies Craft Beer Society went and brewed a beer with Trouble, and that was an amber. But um, it, obviously limited edition, so mm. sadly, mm. yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I, more ambers, man. Brew more ambers. Yeah, amb- ambers are great. I don't know what it is about them, but I think because they're so balanced and they're just, you know, they, they really, they've got the best of, yeah. of both worlds, you know, best of the bitterness, best of the maltiness, and, and a really good amber ale that finishes off really clean yeah. is just something to behold. It's, you know, it's, it was one of it's my multi without being too yeah. heavy. It's, you yeah. know, but it's, it's mm. happy without being too bitter it's they're just a beautifully mm. balanced beer yeah when you get a really good amber nothing like it oh, totally hashtag agree. brew more amber totally, totally agree. yeah <laughs> <laughs> episode title <laughs> hashtag brew more amber <laughs> we're starting it that's it guys but but i do feel like here uh, here in ireland at the moment um I think a lot of the brewers are chasing IPAs big time. Like you just see so many like double IPAs or, or and sour IPAs and weird IPAs. And I mean, I know it's kind of weird, but I, I feel like that's, it's, it's a little bit of a, probably a late reaction to the rest yes. of the world being IPA obsessed a few years ago. Um, but, but now I, I feel like I can't always distinguish between every brewer's various IPAs. There, there used to be a time where, where a brewery would have like, a lager, a stout, a vice beer, and an IPA, almost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then people started doing variations on it. So a pale ale, then an IPA, then an IPA, and then a New England IPA. Then it was a double IPA, an IPA, and a New England IPA. 
and it was then it was a session I <laughs> so like so, so now when is it gonna stop other, <laughs> exactly so so and and sometimes they they blend into each other a little bit so I, I yeah I, I I don't I don't necessarily whenever know I the would um, them all whenever I would travel to France in in French beer it is the blanche blonde ombre brune and yeah it's your you've got your white beer your blonde beer your amber and your dark beer and that's almost all french breweries do that any french brew pub you go into they have this it's a standard Mm. blonde uh white blonde amber dark and they're they're and they're lovely and i think actually joanne you may remember way way back before sweetman's it was messrs mcguire Mm -hmm. and they used to have oh i do yeah um Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't know if it was a lager, if it was a blonde, it might've been a blonde or a wheat or, and they might've had both, but they definitely had like a, a vice beer, as you say, a lager, and then like a, an amber or a brown beer and then a stout. And, and that was like the standard, as you say, like they have that variety mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. everybody's got like 40 varieties of IPA. Let's go back to basics yeah. folks. But Yeah. Yeah. I always appreciated, um, like when you find something like a brown ale or a mm. dark mild or a, you know, you know, almost anything besides an IPA. As much as I love them, because I do love IPAs, I love hops. Like I'm obsessed with them. Now, but um, it's nice to see other things. Yeah, let's try them. Now, uh, what what is a dark mild? That's a new term to me. What what exactly? Is a dark mild. I don't know. Is it something that I know that just you're using it for a so, name? Or so milds milds are a style of British beer. So they're kind oh, of okay. to bitters. Like they're the bitters kind of. Kind of. To bitters, but they're okay, less, okay, okay. They're actually yeah. less bitter than that, which is why they're called milds. Um, so they're an ale, okay. but they've got like a chocolate malt or something in them to make them darker. And okay. they, they do, they are malt forward, um, but mm. very sessionable, very easy drinking. Um, th- that's how I sort of know them. Yes. I've only I've only had a few, but they're lovely. Is there no is there another name for them or um not, not that I really. Know. Um no? like okay. if you were in England, I don't know that they would say, Oh, it's a dark mild. It would just be an ale. You know, they're just everything's an ale. Yes. Yeah. So Yeah. It's just it's just not something I've I've always kind of associated for some reason when I hear dark mild, I always associate it with like a smoky taste. Mm-hmm. I, and maybe it was just a dark mild mm. that I had that was that had that smoky flavor to maybe. it because I'm not really into this. I don't think they're supposed no, to be no. smoky, and, I, and I'm not really into no. the smokier flavors. But um, no, I love smoky I, I try, beer. I try to like mm. them, but but I like half a pint and yeah. then I'm done with it. Like they're they're, they're too they're oh, too yeah. strong for me. You oh, couldn't you couldn't drink no. it all night. And and no. uh, <laughs> and then you know this is where my train of thought is going now. Thinking of of England and why I like drinking in England is because of the cascales. And I know cask is not for everyone, but it mm. is a delight for me. And it is a, such a disappointment it, when I go to a pub in Ireland and they don't have something nice on cask or something or something, or, or you know, very few places have cask anyway. But I think it's because you've got to serve it like yeah. super fresh and a lot of the breweries or a lot of the, the pubs and uh, in England make their own beer. You know, right, right. Like your Green King pub. So that's why yeah, they can. And your, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so they can have it on cost because it doesn't last as long as it does in a keg with the forced carbonation. So it obviously carbonates as you're pouring it, um, which is, it's, it's a complete art. I mean, those cask ales are something else when they're done right. But I think that unless, like, unless you're brewing it or unless you're very close to the brewery, you almost wouldn't want to risk doing too much cask. That makes sense. I could be wrong yeah, though. I'm I could pretty, be wrong. Like, I'd actually love to hear if anybody knows. The different. only place I can think of that I've seen it and now this is Northern Ireland, but it was in Belfast mm. at the Castle Saloon. I think they had cast. Oh, beer. yeah, they would do. Yeah, yeah. The Crown, so the the crown Saloon. Yeah, do Weatherspoons does. Yeah, the Crown. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I didn't like it because it wasn't cold enough, but <laughs> I like my beer like ice cold. <laughs> I guess coming from Texas, we, we like that makes it cold sense. it's so hot. <laughs> that makes sense. That's also a bit mm-hmm. of a South African thing as well because it's hot and beer is generally cold, not not room temperature. Yeah. But it depends on the style for me. Like I want to lager cold or, or like different styles, but a, a stout can Right, be, Central know. Africa too. Yeah. When, um, I, when I was in Nairobi, I had Tusker, I think it was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Tusker. Yeah, yeah, they were beer. very excited oh, great, great that I ordered it. Macro like, oh, it's our local beer. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> my husband used to work um, um, in, in various countries in Central Africa and he used to bring some home um, because it, it, it is my sworn mission to try every beer in the world. And that included wherever he traveled, he needed to bring something back. <laughs> and I mean, it's just, it's really just a macro lager, but it was I used exciting. to um, travel quite a lot to the Philippines uh, for work. And I had every imaginable flavor of San Miguel <laughs> beer <laughs> because <laughs> that's the dominating brewery <laughs> you're like just give me all i'll try anything in yeah <laughs> they had all these I, I went to um so i i work as a trainer and i was training um somewhere in the on the northern part of the island so i was up in the mountains and i was training from 10 p.m to 6 a.m so when we finished up, I think it must have been, I can't remember if we did 10 p.m. on the Thursday and finished up Friday morning for the weekend, or if we finished up Saturday morning, but I want to say we finished up Friday morning and then started Sunday night. I think it was something like that. But there was a pub uh, called the Red Lion Pub that was open because people do work because there are call centers, right? And it's shift work. So people do work all shifts and they'll go. And we went to the Red Lion Pub at 6 a.m. for some beer. And the menu of the different flavors of San Miguel beers, I mean, it's all San Miguel lagers, but with different flavors. You can get a lemon one, a lime one. You can get like a strawberry one. They had all different flavors of them. That sounds very interesting. I would like definitely be- I mean, it was good. I drank- I sit there and try like a bunch of flavors yeah and try i tried them all and I, like the lemony yeah. ones were really nice they're, they're it's almost like a rattler okay yeah 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 that's so weird. it made me um just think about there's a there's a, a restaurant well it's like a pub restaurant bar pub chain in south africa called a uh, brew hogs and the beers that are that are brewed for brew hogs are by brew hogs brewery but they're only available at those pubs right Anyway, what's actually really interesting about them is that I think there are four different beers, but they're designed so that you could have them together 
all mixed with each other to create your own styles. Yeah. Which is super weird. Like you don't really think, okay, let's mix, let's mix an amber and a blonde or something. But actually a lot of their more popular um, beers are, are, are mixes of them and they were designed to do that. It wasn't, it wasn't um, unintentional. And it's fascinating. To me. I that's, that's love that idea. Thinking about, yeah. I used to mix yeah. beers just to weird, irritate my ex-husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing annoyed him more reason. than if you... <laughs> What can I make tonight? Um actually I that actually bring reminds me of a story I heard and I won't name the breweries or anything like that or the pub that did this, but there was a pub who um a brewer went in and asked for their own beer, which was a stout. And obviously the, the bar, the barman didn't know it was the brewer and started pouring it and ran out and then topped it off with another stout. Oh no. I'm sure that brewer was like mortified. <laughs> they were, I, they were telling me the story and it was just like, I did not know what to even say. <laughs> I think, I think what would have been more embarrassing is if they enjoyed the beer more after that, you know? <laughs> oh my God. This is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. What a great beer I've brewed here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Speaking of which, I've actually changed beers. I've got, I've got a new one. Now, overall, I've got to say, I didn't, I don't think I loved this, um, getting tiki with it. I wanted to, because it's all flavors I love, but it just was a bit flat for me. I'm now on Black Donkey Brewing, the Sheep Stealer. It's an Irish farmhouse ale. Sheep Stealer is a beautiful beer. I love that one. I, I like, I like the, I like this beer, although I do think it needs slightly more carbonation. Like to be really true to style, but also just there's something about if you if you're going to have a a saison or a funky kind of you know barnyardy beer, I think that the the high carbonation or the high year carbonation like lifts the flavor a little bit so that it's it's just tastes better. So I think it's a little bit undercarbed for my liking, but I do like it. It's very it's very nice. I've been half avoiding buying anything from Black Donkey because I really hate their branding like i hate it so much <laughs> and it's just a personal thing but i look at this and i'm like ah just doesn't look doesn't look appealing but anyway i finally caved and did it and now <laughs> i'll be more open to buying more you know <laughs> more carbonation means more burping though a good burp is mm. satisfying though yeah <laughs> I'm just hoping my mic isn't picking up all the quiet ones. I'm, um, <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can feel it gurgling here. And I'm like, Ooh. and now for the next segment. <laughs> How far in the alphabet can you get? <laughs> hey, Joanne. Um, so you and I chatted briefly yeah. about the fact that we want to do BJCP next year. So for, for the listeners at home, you know, yeah. we, we've both um, lamented the fact that we've been sort of putting it off for ages and ages and ages, and we've both been interested in doing it. So are we, are we going to commit to it? Are we going to be study buddies? Hmm. 
<laughs> I, I would I would hope to. I have to look and see exactly because I, I I registered for it. I'd say it was five mm. years ago, and then just a load of shit. Ha- well, life happened, and I couldn't couldn't do it. So, yeah, I would I would like to do it definitely. So for everyone else at BJCP's Beer Judge Certification Program. So it just means that you can, um, you learn, it's a, it's a really intensive program. I watched my ex-husband and a lot of my friends go through it. Uh, but you are able to identify beer styles. You, you, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss go through a lot of tests. Um, you identify off flavors and things like that. So basically when there are things like homebrewing competitions, you can be a judge to um, attest to whether the beer is true yeah, to style. Exactly. And what, what, I, what I find interesting about BJCP or any of the other certification programs, but they're, they're designed to help you understand whether the beer is to style. They're not saying, you know, they're not prescribing whether you like it or not. So if you're judging a beer, exactly. it's really only against a style mm. guideline. It's not it's not an indication of whether you would drink it or whether you like it. And I quite I quite 100%. like that and I like the idea of separating out um the technical sort of aspect of the beer from your own feelings. There are probably plenty of beers that are not exactly to style that are great beers to drink. Or there are beers that are not um, you know to style um, and and hit all the right um, notes and marks, but are, are just not really your favourite. So I, I quite like that separation. Um, and I've always been I've I've been a little worried that if I if I go too far into into judging and into BJCP that I won't appreciate beer just from a flavour perspective. 
But um, I think that's what helped me finally decide that I'm going to do it is that, you know, just figuring out whether it's to style does not prescribe um, whether it's whether it's enjoyable. Uh, agreed. And I have met judges mm. in the past who have let their personal feelings yes. influence yes. their yeah. score, which is, you know, where you see the sheets side by side and every other judge has said, this beer is to style. And you have the one holdout that says, no, it, yeah. it, it, like, I yeah. just didn't like yeah. it. Which is wrong. It's the wrong way to judge. So you're absolutely right, Tandy. Your, your feelings need to be yeah. They need out to be of out it. of it. And 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 I think as as a brewer, you know, as, and as a home brewer, I'm not a very regular home brewer, but I occasionally do brew. And it's nice to know, it's nice to know when you've hit a style properly. When you've when you've brewed a two style beer, it's also nice to brew beers that you want to drink. Um, and sometimes they're the same thing, and that's 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 what you aim for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right, I'm going to try this Apollo Cherry Sour. Well, I love that's the can. So, um, so. That's why I got it, because I like the can. Carolyn is holding up gonna... a can that is bright pink oh, yes. in color. And it has a cherry on it. And it has a giant it. cherry on it um, with, a, with a lovely green stem like coming out note. of the bright red cherry. Ooh. It does. And I'm going to be that person and pour it into the plastic. I have my other beer. Sour cherry is like one of my favorite flavors. yeah. yeah. There is, um, oh gosh, in the before times when I worked in an actual office, we had these um, sodas, these like artisan sodas that they provided for us. And one of them was like a sour cherry flavor and it tasted just like sour cherry candy. And I don't really drink soda, but I had to like stop myself from drinking 50 of these things a day because Mm -hmm. I'm like, (laughs) it's not good for me. It doesn't have like a low, it doesn't have as much sugar in it as like Coke or something like it. Yeah. But still it's pop Mm. soda. Yeah. It's people might criticize my fear <laughs> for instance. Caroline's like, got half. Oh, I know. Oh, I did a terrible job. Caroline I did a terrible job. Holding up a glass that is it's half just half head. head. Exactly. <laughs> I did a terrible job. I know. <laughs> and she doesn't even have the whole no, thing. That's, there, yeah. that's mm-hmm. how I pour beer, too. You can judge me all you want. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I'm okay with, with it. I know I did a terrible job. <laughs> <laughs> what does it smell like carolyn give it give us give us a sniff it doesn't like it smells like a little bit it's like very light tasting like like i taste the cherry but I girl know. you're tasting head <laughs> not, that's why just head there. no okay but when i tried it out of the can <laughs> but when i opened up the can and drank straight out of the can i don't know i just i wasn't getting like a strong cherry taste like it's very light because it it can be quite a a strong flavor so it's 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 unexpected for it to be subtle yeah yeah because i drink it right when i open the can and then i drink it out of the can before i poured it into my glass so terribly (laughs) but yeah it's very light i'm not i'm indifferent about it i yeah, I'll let you know in a couple minutes. So, Carolyn, what has been maybe one of your favorite sours um, in the last while? 
Ooh. All right. Well, Ooh. I'm going to shout out to a brewery in Austin called Southern Heights because they make the best raspberry sour. It's called Jam Session. It is one of my favorites I've ever had. It's not too sour. And like they put a bunch of raspberries in it, of course. But yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I had a sour a couple months ago. I don't keep track of the beers I drink, which I should. I drink a lot of beers. I should be better about logging them, but I'm not. But I'm trying to think. I had a good sour the other, like a couple months ago, but I can't remember. What I don't was. feel so bad now, Caroline, because I'll I have to go back remember. and like, look at the orders <laughs> that I've placed and I'll let you know. Go on untapped. Are you on untapped? <laughs> I, 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 mean, I am on untapped. I just don't log anything because I'm too lazy. Girl. <laughs> and I should. I've, start, I've started logging because, everything. Because so I drink I remember, all of beer in yeah. Austin. Like, they'd be like, you'll like this. They would just hand me whatever and I'd drink it. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I want that again. And then I would never. I have remember. a whole folder of photos of beers that I haven't checked into untapped yet. And so every now and then I get. Uh, yeah. I get, some sort of motivation and I go and log much later and I don't even rate them. I just put them in there so that I know that I've had them. <laughs> like I don't rate them either. And that's when untapped so, pops up and says, why are you drinking so much? <laughs> yeah. Judgy so untapped. Goal for 20 goal for 2021 log my beers because 2020 is just been a hot mess. So goal for 2021. I've, I've been better this year than I have in previous years, but I've still got a ton that I haven't done. Yeah. Yeah actually log what I'm drinking. <laughs> I recently went to, I have all these photos from a road trip in the States two years ago of all these beers. And I recently started logging them on untapped <laughs> and I didn't realize it was on, on my Twitter. And this was like early in the morning and I, I just I made that same all mistake. These- <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you I hit the like badges for like yeah. drinking, drinking beers before 12 o'clock or, you know, <laughs> You're like, yes. yeah, yes. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere, guys. Don't judge I me. I say this like I didn't hit that goal like years ago. You know? <laughs> I love untapped. Beer break. Hey, this is Lisa, and you're listening to the Beer Ladies Podcast. Back from the beer break, Joanne, what did you get? I got this, the um, Amber IPA from Four Provinces that we were talking about. Joanne, I now remember now seeing that can, that I have tried that beer. Um, it's, it is an Amber IPA, but it's not an Amber Ale. So, although, I mean, an Amber IPA and an Amber Ale, there can also be a little bit of, a little bit of overlap there, depending on the bitterness. But it is, I, I think I enjoyed that one, if I remember. I'd have to check my untapped, but I can't, yeah. It, it is good. I think I had an amber. Do they do an amber ale as well, though? Because I feel like this is this one is this isn't the one I had the other day. Maybe, yeah, it could be just me getting confused because that does happen as well. Also, that last beer <laughs> was in six percent, so you know, well on well on mm. her way. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm. mine have been. Oh Jesus! This is seven and a half percent. This first one. <laughs> That is something I suppose we'll have to think about, won't it? Because we don't want to, you know, get... Spoozy brunch. Do whatever you want, girl. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one's only one point six percent. One point six. Yeah, it's a Belgian beer. Like that doesn't Belgian sound like a Belgian beer, does it? Belgians are usually like thirteen point six. But that's what it says. It says one point six percent volume. Maybe that's maybe that's why it doesn't taste like anything, Carolyn. Oh. Wow. It's a very low alcohol. Now I want to go grab another beer. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to, Carolyn. How are you going to feel anything at 1.6%? Uh, the best sour beer I've ever had was um, from New Belgium in Colorado. I think they're, in, I can never remember if they're in Denver or Boulder. But I was with my family there and we went, did the brewery tour and we got, um, a growler of the La Folie, which is one of their, I think, um, uh, it's not seasonal, but it's like limited edition beer. It's really, really you nice. Get a lot of. Um, it's a really lovely beer. A lot of New Belgium stuff here, can't you? You can do yes. So which one? Which one should I start off with? If I find it. Oh, their beers are so good. Try the fat. Try the fat tire. Fat tire. Okay. Fat tire. I think is their probably their one of their bigger sellers. I think it might have been their kind of flagship beer. Okay. Okay. Do do breweries have flagship beers? Like, is that still a thing? Was it ever it, a thing? It was, and it is for some. Like, uh, for example, we went to my lovely partner is from Toronto and we went there a couple of years ago when it was lovely out and um, we went to the Steam Whistle Brewery and they all they do is a lager. It's the only beer they do <gasps> is a lager. Wow. Yep. One lager? Or just, just different the lagers one lager. they only do lagers? It's all they do. So it's really? their flagship and only beer. So if you do it well... Why change it? I mean that 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 is a good point, isn't it? I suppose it depends yeah. on the market you're aiming yeah. for as well, doesn't it? Yeah. But but it's nice when you go to a new place. It's nice to go and try something local, isn't it? So that would appeal to that kind of thing. Right. So I've decided to drink Founders Green Zebra Ghost Style Ale with watermelon and sea salt. And like, look at the color. It's pretty. That's poured, that's poured much better as well, Carolyn. Yeah, yes, yes. I redeem myself. Redeem myself, everyone. <laughs> that's why she poured it off camera. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. Like it's not it's not too sour though, and I can definitely taste the watermelon. Like there's just a small hint of watermelon flavor. Like it's not overpowering. Watermelon is such a strange flavor because it can taste so artificial. Um yeah, if they don't do it right, yeah. Then, yeah. I don't mind. I would drink this. Well, you are drinking it. <laughs> That's good. You have you have a full. <laughs> drink it again. <laughs> I, I had a watermelon lager in South Africa once, um, and I thought it was an interesting concept because it, I thought it would be overpowering. Because um, watermelon is actually it's a watery fruit, but it's a strong flavor. I don't I don't mm, know if that yeah. makes sense, but. Yeah, it was actually lovely. Like it was a lovely, refreshing beer, and I happened to have a few pints of it on like a really hot day at a beer festival, and it was like the perfect beer for that day. 
Um, and, th- and that's what I thought, okay, there, there must be, there must be interesting ways to do lagers that are not just, you know, corn and, uh, you know, corn and, 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 and barley or whatever. There must be lovely other lagers out there. I had a really lovely uh, watermelon wheat beer in San Francisco before. That sounds up my alley. It was- this would be a good summer beer, like where you're sitting on like your Hell porch yes. in the be- or on the beach and like it's light. It's 4.6, but like it's light enough that you could. Yeah. Just- and I'm looking out my window and it's rainy and gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Today's not the day to. I'm dreaming that I want a beach somewhere yeah. drinking this. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, there was a brewery um, that I tried when I was in Canada. So, Hillary, this one is for is for your uh, part okay. across there. It's called it's called Granville Island Brewing, um, and they do. It was one of the f- where where in Canada first, but it was they're actually in Vancouver, so not in Toronto. Although I tasted them in Toronto. Okay, um, they did a beer called a Lion's Winter Ale, and it was. I don't know if I'd like it now because I think when I had it, it was like 2003 or four. Um, but it was the most like flavorful winter ale that I think I, well, it was the most flavorful beer at the time that I'd ever tried. Actually, I don't know if it was 2003 or four, but it was certainly sometime many years ago. And, um, and, and at the time I just thought I didn't know that beer could taste like this. And I think it was, um, very much wintry flavors, so, raisins and plums and, and cinnamon and, you know, almost n- northern hemisphere winter flavors. Um, and that, that was such, such a great beer at the time that it was one of my only and still remains one of my only five star ratings on Untapped. But I think it's a bit of nostalgia and I'd like to try it. Uh, again. Carlo to Brewing, sure. the makers of O'Hara's, they do a uh, winter beer called Winter Star. And I mm. love that yeah. beer. I tried that yeah, last that. year, actually. Um, it is good. I yeah. cannot wait for it to come out every year. <laughs> it does taste different on tap than bottled. I will say that. Really? Yes, it does. Uh, I think I, I think I enjoy it better on tap than in the bottle. But I do really enjoy that beer. Yeah, um, and I think honestly, I think the. F- first run of winter star was the best um the ones after that are all are are good but i don't think they quite captured the flavor as well as they did the first run right i i remember tasting it last year and for me it was too minty really I don't like okay mint. yeah and I got a really like quite a strong mint um, flavor from it, and it it tasted like those, you know, those like peppermint um, candy mm-hmm. canes. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. it reminded me a lot of. But I re- I really don't like mint, so that was off putting for me. But I know a lot of people who I, love it. I had never love that beer. tasted mint in that before. I always got more like allspice, ah. nutmeg, kind of. Now I want to try this beer. Could be me. Well, maybe you're just sensitive to it or you pick up on it. Maybe it's in there and you're just. Yeah, I think so. I never got mints out of that before. That's really interesting. Mm, I think because I hate mint so much, like I can taste it in things. Um, Yeah, I don't know. 
the only thing I can bear in Minton is in, is in toothpaste. And even then, I, I, I was I just going to ask what you do with I, toothpaste. I try, I try go for get the get the baby food. bubble gum toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> the baby bubble gum. Toothpaste. Oh God! I think that's worse. I think that's worse than. <laughs> I've had I've had cinnamon toothpaste before, and that's actually been oh very yeah pleasant. cinnamon toothpaste yeah yeah mm. that that you're most of mm. yeah. But I think I just love cinnamon. <laughs> Like I, I, you know, I'm that person that I won't even buy candles, but when I do, they're cinnamon scented. Because cinnamon is just the best. Yeah, most candles I buy have like some sort of like cinnamon or spice in them. I don't like the full, mm. the flowery ones. I want mm. like the one I'm burning right now. I think is like Christmas, like gingerbread something, so it has cinnamon in it. Oh, love that. So Joanne. You've got all these beers behind you on your shelf, and I see there's a Mikula beer there. There's a Yellow Belly beer. Um, do you have a favourite of of those up there? Oh, you see, these are I got these yesterday from Craft Central, actually. Um, oh, so and, they're full. Oh, the cans are all full. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, it, 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 Michael did. It, it is a bit faced off. This shelf is not full of beer. He he did my my setup and. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't tried them all to be honest. I haven't um I don't know. I'm I am looking forward to uh, trying this sour, I have to say. What sour is it? Um it's a ye- yellow belly strawberry sour. Strawberries don't really have a like they have a taste but it's not strong, so I'm curious. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm curious How about that one. Did that. This Wicklow, this oatmeal steak. Actually, I'm looking forward to trying that one. The twelve really. acres. Oh, do you have the twelve acres oatmeal porter? Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, I've yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that one. That one, that one's good. That beer is so so good. Oh. And then do you have the do you have the long waited for trouble pumpkin ale up there that everybody's mm. in? I do, I do. I tried it last night actually, and I tried the white hag one too. Okay, so don't don't spoil it completely. But, I won't, I won't. but did you have a firm favorite between the two? Oh, they're they're very di- they're different. You see, one is one is more how I would expect, based on what all you um, Americans have told me. <laughs> <laughs> I have not is, had a pumpkin beer, I, so I have no opinion. <laughs> but White Hag is more what I would expect from what I've you guys have said but i i had the trouble the last few years anyway so and and i missed the trouble on tap actually i want it to taste like pumpkin pie that's what i want it to taste like yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and i think so they're very they i like the two of them but trouble yeah but you can't compare them if they're totally different like you just can't <laughs> yeah i think i think they're very they're both very different completely so I've got four of the trouble and four of the white hag waiting for me when I'm back drinking and I'm going to crap. Yeah. I wanted to go to Malloy's and see what else. Cause they still have that voodoo ranger. Oh, I really want to try that. Christina was telling me about that one, but um, it was gone by the time I was ordering. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things about this time of year is pumpkin ales. Um, because you don't get no. them all year round, and sometimes I wish you would. Sometimes I wish you would, but then also sometimes it's nice. It, to at least if they would years. start them in August and carry them through November, instead of just having them in October and never again. Let's say through. Let's say through December. 
let's say through December even because like in December like I've eaten pumpkin pie at Christmas every once in a while that's like, when I make pumpkin pies yeah so I would say like mm. oh I have a pumpkin I might try make pumpkin pie so I think I like I personally think that the canned pumpkin is better for the pie but with the fresh pumpkin pumpkin curry is a winner Ooh, yeah because I would use I'd use it for soup and and, that, and actually I usually spice up the soup anyway. So yeah, we used to roast we when we did jack lanterns when I was growing up. We used to roast the pumpkin. We did. We did too. My oven. dad did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I did I did that last year. That was good. Yeah, I I just always hated like putting my hand. It's just so gross and slimy and the real pumpkins. <laughs> like I always hated. It's so hard it. to clean off the seeds. Yeah. Well, yeah. That I mean, too. we were kids. My dad just it. did it. So if if you soak them, the stuff will fall. Pro tip. Pro tip. Soak them. <laughs> I don't. I don't see a lot of pumpkin here, though, in Ireland. Anyway, no. You don't. You don't. No, there's not. They, they have them in Tesco at the moment. It, it's it's seasonal. You only find it around Halloween. Another that, another that, pro tip for those who do brew beer, and if you want to brew a pumpkin beer, you can actually brew it. You can actually supplement it with butternut squash. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and people have made lovely beers from sweet potato oh, yes. too, especially obviously the the orange mm. kind, which gives you kind of a pumpkiny, um, kind of a pumpkiny flavor anyway. Never and, uh, had yeah. it. I'll have to try it one day. Lovely, yeah. Um, it it I I think in at least in South Africa, pumpkins were pretty regular. Um, occurrences you know you know we'd have pumpkin often and i don't i don't yeah. really remember not seeing pumpkins either cut up or on the shelf like whole um whereas here you just don't see pumpkin unless it's this time of year yeah and then i was led to believe that they're not really grown to be eaten they're grown for like carving for halloween and stuff which makes absolutely no sense to me i think it's an american thing because like my my friends are growing pumpkins at the moment actually so you can't can can grow them. Here, yeah. Oh, you can yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. grow them. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They'd, they're but they're but, big yeah, vines not, and they take they take it, over things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They grow on the ground. But I feel like in America, yeah. like I only saw pumpkins around like October and like Thanksgiving. Like and then after that, uh, you I'm sure you could find them. You'd have to go to like a specialty market, but like they were in the supermarkets readily it's available. Very seasonal buy. when you can grow them and harvest them and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Mm. Hmm. I don't know where I don't know how we had pumpkins all the time, and I, and I could be misremembering. To be fair, like you know, I had a seven and a half percent beer here. <laughs> 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 oh no, I love it. Twenty twenty has no rules. We could put up the Christmas tree right now, and nobody would care. Like we we, we had our Christmas tree up in March, so you know. And I'm going to tell you ladies right now, I am not going to make it through October without a drink the entire month. <laughs> Especially Chris is only going two more weeks or two for two weeks. So he's only. I feel like two oh, weeks. Yeah. I feel like two weeks doesn't feel well, like Well, he long time. has been doing this for two weeks longer than me. So it will be four oh, weeks for him. Oh, okay. you got it. Okay. Well, you're trying I'm your best. I'm doing my best. But, you know, I'm watching all these cheesy horror movies and I'm like, this would be so much better with a beer or yeah. some wine. But also, like, on the 31st, 
And it's Halloween. Yeah. I think well, I mean, should just drink. Why not? Of course. <laughs> oh, definitely. And it's on a Saturday this year, so. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, I really want to do something for Halloween this year, like something real. I don't, I don't know what to do though yet, but I'm sure we'll, we'll figure out a plan. We'll see, we'll see what happens. With, oh, um, yeah, because normally would your son go trick-or-treating? He does. He goes trick-or-treating in the street. We've been talking about his costume for months already, but we're not exactly settled. He said he wants to be an assassin, <laughs> but I said to him, good like a good assassin <laughs> i mean <laughs> how do you dress up as an assassin <laughs> but it seems like what he actually wants is to be like a, a, a camouflage sticks coming out of him like camouflaged assassin okay but i said he may as well be a hunter but he doesn't want to be a hunter so we're well, still we're still thinking <laughs> i mean i'm sure you could well but all that camouflage stuff isn't necessarily necessarily like huntery i mean they use them in the military all the time so they do, they do. he's Maybe. very specific about he it could. being assassin but he wants to be an assassin and i told him that that assassins on you know i would think of an assassin as like a sniper um and yeah he's like he's like no he's not a sniper kind of guy and i was like what <laughs> or like or like an assassin of like somebody very like james bond-esque that's like just like all dressed in a nice suit you don't really know they're an assassin but they you know, are <laughs> I, that one i could almost half sell to him except that he wants he wants a bow and arrow <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay. As well, as well as throwing yes, James so Bond doesn't go, carry just a go with it. Exactly. And at this point, I just actually he needs to give me what he needs, and I'll find it on Amazon, and he can be whatever yeah, yeah, he yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. be in this world. Because really, <laughs> what is everyone most looking forward to doing when these strange times are somewhat dissipated? Andy, go 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 ahead and give us yours. Um. I I am most looking forward to being able to see my family. Um, so so I had a trip to South Africa that didn't happen this year, and I had trips to the UK to see my sister who had a baby oh. during lockdown. Um, I know, so I haven't met I haven't met her yet, and she's already five months oh. old, and it's really you know it's like it's it's awful to not to not know your niece and and goddaughter in person so i'm i'm absolutely just looking forward to that like i can't even think of traveling for leisure you know it's really just seeing family and catching up um in person that's and seeing and seeing a lot of friends back in south africa like once we go back it'll be the first time that we go back since we've moved here two years ago and so um it'll be really nice to just go and see go and see people family friends see the pubs Whatever. Go to the old homebrew club. Joanne, yeah. how about you, darling? I am I so I'm lucky enough that my family are here. They are I can't see them at the moment because they're in Dublin, but um and I'm in Waterford. I I just I want to hug my mammy. <laughs> because Aww. we have we haven't been we've been very careful and especially because I, I work in a hospital, so I don't want to expose them to anything. So when I see them, it's all very socially distanced and, and hugging my niece and my little sister's pregnant and, you know, all those kinds mm. of, it, it's very much family stuff. Well, I do, I am looking forward to being able to go to a pub and to meet all you guys. Because I, Tandy, Carol, and I haven't actually met you in person yet. Yeah. So it'd be really nice to meet you guys. But I think first for me, it's it will be like the kind of family, family stuff as well. Carolyn, Definitely. how about you? Um. um 
ready to get out, go to pubs, go out, like actually like out on the town at night and stay out till 5 a.m. <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> well, you know, like just like going out, having fun. Like I miss being able to like go in and like actually sit at a pub and talk to people. Like you can't really talk to the people around you because everybody's social distance, which I 100% agree with. I'm not saying I don't, but yeah. living here, that's the whole culture is sitting yeah, at yeah. Pub, sitting at the bar and talking to the oh, person really, next really to you is, and, yeah. and and I miss like being able to travel like whether it be like yeah just being able to travel because every country has different rules and again not saying I agree with traveling during this time but <laughs> like just being able to go travel I had a bunch of trips planned and then COVID hit and I had to get a bunch of refunds which is great that I got refunds but at the same time I was looking forward to actually doing things yeah for me it would be the same although I did travel for leisure and I know that you know maybe that people will side eye me for that but I was very very careful I promise and everybody was really good where we went you traveled you traveled to a country on the green I did, list yeah. there was no there was there yeah. was no legal there was no legal uh, like law breaking or anything they, like they, they like so took it off back. the green list the day we got back <laughs> well but you were there yeah but, but like you were there when they yeah, said it was safe to yeah, travel so but that was the only trip we took this year <laughs> i had like i didn't take mm-hmm. any vacation time really except a day or two here and there you know since i got back from christmas mm. vacation last year so uh yeah it was a long slog so for me i guess it would be traveling it would also probably be going to visit my family a little bit you know there's a, a lot going on um with them so it'd be nice to see them and um just meeting up with everybody i think it was i saw carolyn for coffee the other day i saw sarah uh, at her house, but it'd be great to be able to get a big group together and not be, you know, in yeah. isolation so much. Yeah. And just go back to the pub, man. Like going to the pub is so underrated. <laughs> and and going to a pub and not having to eat while you're there. And not having to have a full meal. Because that, that, I, I really just find that rule to be so arbitrary. So for those not in Ireland, right now you can you can go to pubs, but you have to have a meal worth nine euro or something each am i right it's not even per table it's each person so before the bar is opened you have to order food and because food obviously keeps the virus away (laughs) i think i I understand why they think they're doing it but it doesn't like there are ways that they could have like they should they should have either just had restaurants or pubs not not restaurants and pubs that can be a restaurant or just say like you have to order like five dollars minimum food and per table or something something like you have to have a snack or something and like i'd be okay with ordering something as a snack for the whole table you know what i mean but but even even what if they if the pub if they had that the pubs follow the same kind of rules as the restaurants time taking down contact details and all that then it really it's not any any different is it no it's there's an element of them of them not trusting us there's an element of them kind of treating us like children i i think where they don't think they can trust and okay not everybody is doing what they're supposed to but where they don't think they can trust us to just have one or two right Mm. yeah 
But in the before times, <laughs> we didn't have to have food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, you're going there for a maximum of two hours. So that's the other rule is that like you can't go for more than two hours. So re- like reasonably, I mean, I know I can drink pretty quickly, but not even I can mm. polish six beers in two hours. Like, So wh- what did they expect was going to happen? So I don't really see why you need to have a full meal when you've only got time for three beers anyway. Yeah. I think there are definitely some people who could polish off more than six six beers in two hours. Yeah, but then but I, I think the majority of people aren't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The majority of people aren't. And yeah. they shouldn't be kind of basing it on the just in case people decide right. to be irresponsible. Yeah, but you see, I, you know. I don't think it was about that at all anyway. I just think it was a, a way to get more money into the economy. Um it was just a, a way to force people to spend. You know, the UK gave people vouchers almost or something to go and spend yes. money at restaurants and there, pubs. There was, to get when you traveled to Belfast, there yeah. was this whole thing, um, eat out to save, save uh, to, yeah, something like, yeah. And exactly. I think, I think everybody got like a 10, 10 pound or a 10, you know, which doesn't sound like a lot, but actually it means that you're going to a pub with, with 10 pounds, you can get two beers and then maybe you want to. At Weatherspoods, you can get a burger and a beer. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and it's great because you, you'd likely then stay for longer anyway, if you could. And, um, and, and you would be more incentivized to actually spend a bit more money. Whereas here, forcing people to have a meal means that they're only going to one pub. So instead of being able to go to more pubs for two hours, then two hours, people don't do it because they don't want to buy a second meal. Yeah. So you're actually losing mm. the money, I think. No, I I, know, wrong, I, that, no, I 100% that's... agree. Like my friend and I went yeah. and we went to one place for two hours and then we went somewhere and we're like, oh, we're so full. We have to order something else. And like, I understand, but like, but we just wanted drinks. We didn't want food. We just ate like. Yeah, exactly. 30 minutes ago, <laughs> we didn't want to so, eat so, again, yeah. but we didn't want to leave. Yeah. So, like, I think the unintended consequence is that we're not actually putting more money into the economy in the way that people thought you mm. would, you know? Mm. I, I think there's also an element, there's an element of trying to keep people, what, when I say people, I mean in the industry happy for, from the government's point of view, because they're all about... Oh, we shouldn't get political here, really, should we? But yeah. <laughs> they, they don't, they're not, they are, it's its all about money for them. And it's, they have all these influences, people lobbying them and all that. And it, it, it's all about that. It's not, they're, they're not thinking of the greater good, I don't think, of of all of us anyway, you know. I mean, you're stating <laughs> facts, you're not. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm just ready to go and sit at a pub for a couple hours and not have to be rushed out mm-hmm. or, or being able to like go somewhere else. If I am rushed out, be able to go somewhere else and not have to order food and just. Yeah. Go get a glass chill. of wine and just relax. Yeah. Cause like two hours isn't enough. Sometimes people want to hang out and oh, chill yeah. and talk. Cause you've been seeing people in a while and. Now that it's getting cold and dark earlier, like we can't, it's not like we can go to a parker or something and chill. Like, well, you could, but you're not going to want to. Like, well, well, right. Well, exactly. right. Like, nobody's going to want to go to the 
park when it's raining and cold. No. Mm. no. Mm. I mean, I, I do think it's it's necessary. The restrictions are necessary. Yeah. We have to do it, but it's just a bit of a bummer, yeah. isn't it? No, I'm not oh, saying they're not the, necessary. And, um, oh, no, I'm no, I know, saying, I know, like, I know. Yeah. They just could have done it better. That's, yeah. you know, but, that's all. I think you just never know what the best approach is. You know, you can look at countries mm. like New Zealand or whatever the case is, but they've got a very different setup. They've got a very different culture. Yes. They've got, you know, you can't yeah. you can't model every other country on a country that you no. admire. So it's it's, yeah. it's it's a bit difficult. But I think here, you know, where people's livelihoods and social lives are all very much tied into the pubs and into the locals, it's, it's and such a small population well, too. Yeah. But, mm. but, like, for example, there's a school right by my house. I passed by it the other day, and they were out in the recess. Oh, a recess or whatever. It's it's called here. And, like, they're all playing with each other and stuff. Big break and and I'm break. like, oh. Like, how is this okay, but I can't go sit at a pub? <laughs> like, so, so the sc- no, the schools have actually put in quite a lot of restrictions. As well, in, not the ones they've ever. made. They've no, no, no. They've made. They've made bubbles. So your classroom is your bubble, and they've had to stagger things like break times. And they've given uh, certainly in my son's school, but they've given different classes like different areas to play in. So it's not. It's oh, not okay. like a free for all. Your your bubble is very much yeah. supposed to be kind of isolated from other bubbles, so that you can. Mostly for contact tracing, I guess, but just so that you can you can figure it out. That being said, kids are such super spreaders. It's it's my my friend is a primary school teacher, <laughs> and he said like there's supposed to be two meters from the children at all time, but he said there's no way he's more than seventy. No, he he said it's not. It's 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 just like they're not. It's not happening, and you know, easier said than yeah, done. Yeah, I mean. I don't. I don't know how they made the decision to go for like schools over other things. But look, as a as that a was parent, to do with getting people back to work, though, wasn't it? So parents can, yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Because if the it's childcare stuff, if kids aren't back at work, then parents can't go to work if there's no childcare, and you know, uh, like that was definitely part of it. I think. Well, look, as as a parent, I'm hella grateful. Because- <laughs> Yeah, yeah like, no, I know, I know, and I I don't have kids, so it's kind of you know, right, me neither. Different, isn't it? So yeah, no, I don't either. But all my coworkers that have kids, I think they're a little bit more relieved because they yeah. don't have to be yeah. like, oh, I need to go do this. Oh, sorry, like there's a screaming child in the background, and you're like, it's not your fault. Like we're all in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. You just have it a little bit worse than I do. Like, it, does, it does make focusing on work, at least in the mornings and stuff, it makes yeah. it a little bit easier not having another human around. Um, and again, lucky, luckily I can work from home and I have been and, and all of that. And not everybody can. but so, so I can understand why it was, you know, like an imperative, I guess, to get, to get kids back you know, at school so their parents could work. It makes sense. Yeah. I think it just makes sense for everyone's mental health too. The parents were going mad. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you that. We I saw all, that. We were all going crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> having your kids around you all the time is not natural. It's not okay. <laughs> Love them. But for the kids as well, it's so important for them to socially to yeah. get out and see other people who aren't adults, you know. Yeah. And I must say, like, mine, mine is an only child. And so it's not like he even has a sibling to to get out his energy with, you know. So he's so. got to annoy you, and 
<laughs> and that's why I drink. <laughs> <laughs> Hope he never listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I I read a oh he listens. I read a thing online oh. that said like. <laughs> You know, can't uh, I don't uh, you know I don't understand how I can't imagine how it would be being an only child. Like, who are you going to annoy for no reason? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Your <yeah>. parents. No. <laughs> you get to just yeah. like throw stuff at just because you're bored. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh gosh. Oh, rice. Well, thank you, ladies. This was a lot of fun um oh it's always fun yeah oh yeah for listeners at home and like it subscribe to it rate it share it do all of those things you can find us at um, beer ladies podcast on twitter instagram facebook and beerladiespodcast.com or email us at beerladiespodcast at gmail.com wonderful Yes, and you can find our podcasts wherever you get podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Carolyn, there you go. See? Yeah, okay, yeah, judge me. It's fine. <laughs> All the people watching on YouTube are going to be like, that bitch doesn't know how to pour a beer. You're right. I don't. Judge me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 